three, two, one. Welcome to The Peaceful Truth, the podcast where we talk about everything from women empowerment, feminism, and everything in between. You are joined by your co-host, Kenzie Becky and Megan Howards. Megan, what up? What's up? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I think we're both a little bit of a hot mess today. We're a hot effing mess, to <laughs> say the least. Once again, spreading myself too thin. Yeah. But that's life, I think. Yeah. Or that's my life. I don't know. Well, you do a lot of good things. I think I get bored if I don't do anything, but then I do too much then. Right. I can't find the happy medium. Right. Like if I don't have something to worry about, I create things to worry about. Right. Yeah. That's me. So I don't know how to fix this problem, but maybe just like schedule one thing a day or two things a day instead of five things a day. Maybe. Like today, when I looked at my day, I was like, I have 30 places to be perfect. <laughs> you do? I mean, besides the dogs, you're t- watching dogs, you're, you're doing yoga and this. Do you have more on that? I teach another yoga class tonight. Oh, wow. So we got to be finished by like four. Okay, no, we'll get finished right before. <laughs> okay. Okay, so what's our topic today? Today is emotional abuse or psychological abuse. And we did a previous episode on physical abuse, so we also wanted to touch on this abuse as well. Yeah, because um, there can also be abuse um, mentally, and it doesn't make it any less of abuse. So I did kind of the definition as well as some um, signs. What did you do? Similar things. I did a definition um, and then I kind of looked into different things that can happen and how you get out of those situations. Well, well, let's end with how you get out of those situations. Let's do it. Let's start with the definition. What is our definition and where is it from? So I used emotional abuse definitions, signs, symptoms, and examples by Natasha Tracy. And you're not crazy, but emotional abuse can make you think you are. So emotional abuse is also known as psychological abuse or as chronic verbal aggression by researchers. People who suffer from emotional abuse tend to have very low self-esteem, show personality changes, and may even become depressed, anxious, or suicidal. What do you have? Yes. Um, I have emotional or mental abuse is a form of mistreatment in which there are... um, Oh, there's a typo. I typed it out wrong. To cause mental or emotional pain or injury. And this is from Medical Dictionary. I also saw that, you know, with physical abuse, you tend to think of husbands and wives or couples. Um, You could also think of a parent to a child with physical abuse. But I also found this interesting thing uh, to think of it also in terms of a boss and an employee. Yeah. And how they can have, um, it can be kind of more common than what we think between a boss and an employee. And this is definitely not isolated toward women at all. Mm-hmm. Like women could be the aggressors too. Right. Of this. Um, so did you list out like the things that people can do um, to like the things that are abuse, I guess? Yep. Yeah. So some examples that I have are insults and putting you down. Uh, making you feel guilty, which was a big one. Like making oh. you feel like you deserve it. 
It's like manipulation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Threatening to leave. Mm-hmm. Threatening to harm themselves if you leave. Smashing things. Abusing pets. Displaying weapons. Treating you like a servant. Um, threatening to take the children. And controlling who you see or who you talk to. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, yeah, I had very similar things. Um, so this is from the National Domestic Abuse Hotline, a similar resource that I used for physical abuse. Um, but it's calling you names, insulting you, or continually criticizing you, refusing to trust you, acting jealous and very possessive, trying to isolate you, monitoring where you go. Um, let's see, punishing you by withholding affection, uh, threatening things damaging your property, humiliating you, and blaming you for the abuse. There's another term that one of my uh, roommates actually brought up, and she said I should talk about it for this episode, and I had never heard of it. But I think it's a very interesting term that's um, very common in, I guess, or is one of the common elements of mental abuse um, or psychological abuse. So it comes, it's called gaslighting. And this term comes from a stage play called Gaslight, in which a husband attempts to drive his wife crazy by dimming the lights in their home and denies that the light changed at all. Oh, my gosh. And it is an extremely effective form of emotional abuse because it causes the victim to question their own feelings, instincts, and sanity, which gives the abusive person power. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, so there are a variety of techniques with gaslighting. Some of them are withholding. So this, some of this might be repetitive, but withholding. So they pretend not to under the abusive partner pretends not to understand or refuses to listen. Countering the abusive partner questions the victim's memory of events, even when the victim remembers them accurately. It's like saying you never remember things right. Remember, like you never think of it correctly. Another thing is blocking or diverting. The abusive partner changes the subject or questions the victim's thoughts. Um, Another one is trivializing, like um, the abusive partner makes the victim's needs or feelings feel unimportant, which I think is probably one of the most common ones. Like you get angry over the stupidest things or you... um, you're what is you're too sensitive to things Mm. i think that's probably the more common one yep forgetting or denial the abusive partner pretends to have forgotten about what actually occurred or denies things um so it happens very gradually and in order to overcome this type of abuse it's important to start recognizing the signs and eventually learning to trust yourself again so yeah I never heard the term gaslighting before. Me either. But it's essentially making the person who's being abused feel crazy. Yeah. And manipulating them to feel like they aren't thinking properly. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that... So this is a play, I guess, Gaslight? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of this play. It was in 1938 when it came out. So maybe that's why. <laughs> like nearly 100 years ago. But yeah. But um, your roommate knew about it. Well, she didn't know about the play. She knew oh, about the term. Okay. And I guess it was coined. That was just some background. It was okay. coined from that play. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, what other things did you do research on? Um, just that it is painful and very real. And usually we typically think of, you know, domestic violence. We think of bruises and broken yeah. bones. But we don't think of this whole separate side of things that can be equally, if not more, um, 
have an impact on the person who's being abused and um, depression, anxiety, suicide, post-traumatic stress disorder, all those were listed as, as symptoms. Yeah. And I don't know if this is the same thing and I apologize if I'm speaking incorrectly or I'm not trying to be offensive, but there was this case recently where this young woman, um, manipulated her boyfriend who was a teenager into committing suicide and she was like charged with manslaughter or something. She was, she was like, so the police say, I don't know if the case is over. So she's a suspect. She's not, but yeah, I think I remember that one was found over texts, like her texting him, telling him to do it. Yeah. Which is definitely psychological abuse. Yeah. Um, it's pretty bad. Um, so some signs, did you research some signs? No, I didn't. Some signs of how you, um, know you always second guess yourself. And again, this is still from the national domestic abuse hotline. Um, you always second guess yourself. You ask, am I too sensitive? You often feel confused. Um, you always all are apologizing to the partner. You can't understand why. So, many apparently good things in your life you aren't happier you frequently make excuse for your partner's behavior you find yourself withholding information from friends and family so you don't have to explain yourself you know something is terribly wrong but can't quite express what it is it's like manipulation um you start lying to avoid put downs and reality twists you have trouble making simple decisions you have the sense that you used to have and used or and now you're a very different person than you used to be you feel hopeless and joyless you feel as though you can't do anything right and you wonder if you're a good partner so yeah the list goes on it goes on um so how do you get out of situations like these um or how do you kind of handle it you can seek out supportive people identify and work toward achievable goals, create a peaceful space for yourself, remind yourself you are of great value, remember that you deserve to be kind to yourself. Um, So besides finding a safe place or to leave the situation, how could you work on it? I mean, leaving, I know it's hard and it's not, that person's not necessarily physically abusing you, but that doesn't mean it's not abuse. So you may have to leave if it continues. And I also read that, you know, sometimes it's hard to identify these circumstances since there's not physical evidence of it. Um, But they were saying that there are resources out there for people who are being emotionally abused, including going to see seek professional help through therapy. Yeah. So therapy, maybe relationship counseling. I don't know if that would be a solution. Um, But yeah. So I also went to healthyplace.com. Um, they are the largest consumer of mental health uh, site on the net. They provide, they claim they provide authoritative information and support with people with mental concerns. Um, so how, here are five tips to how to deal with them. But the website also had another article and they say you can't make someone not verbally abusive and you cannot change someone who is verbally abusive So there's not, if you don't leave, there's not necessarily a cure. And you have to be like, okay with that. And like maybe like a therapist might help. Um, But overall, it's you, you can't control that someone's doing that to you. Mm 
Um, so here's some five tips on how to deal with a verbally abusive relationship. Um, so recognize the difference between healthy negative emotions and unhealthy ones. So referring back to number one, um, of what, oh, sorry, that was a typo. Victims who create, uh, beliefs and produce unhealthy and negative emotions will feel things like rage, self-hatred, and anxiety. But victims who recreate those healthy uh, negative emotions experience frustration, disappointment, and sadness. So those are some different things you can do. You can set personal boundaries on what you will not accept from people and enforce them. Like you leave the room if it starts, this starts happening, or you will leave the house if this doesn't uh, end. Um, let's see. You can also tell other people about the abuse and find support and strength in others, but you have to be careful about your support of people because some people might tell you it's you're making it more than it is, and uh, those are the people you don't want to go to to confide in. It might be someone you think you trust, too. So victims who address the verbal abuse as it occurs have the opportunity to point out the behavior to uh, the abuser, and yeah. So there are different things you can try to handle it, but overall, no, it's not your fault. And unfortunately, even though it's not physical abuse, it's still abuse and you can't stop it. It's a deep one. It's a deep one. Um, But I also wanted to talk about uh, internal mental abuse. Like if you have you ever or internal emotional abuse, like beating yourself up. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah, I and think a lot think of people go through that. One of the biggest things right now that I'm thinking of is would I ever treat my best friends the way that I treat myself? You know, that is a great perspective. And would I ever talk to my best friends the way that I talk to myself in my head? And yeah. it's no. Right. Like I, I'm so much harder on myself, and I, and I say such bad things about myself that I would never say to my friends or would you even judge them for the Mm -mm. same things you judge yourself for Mm -mm. would you think of them any less no yeah so I think we are way too hard on ourselves you need to be your own best friend sometimes I think so yeah I do too I'm definitely (laughs) guilty of emotional abusing myself but so how to stop you can see a therapist which is like completely underrated like a lot of people are like I need a specific reason to go but sometimes if you just talk about stuff that's like in your brain you can they can give you techniques on how to stop anxiety and stop behaviors that kind of stink yeah it doesn't have to be like a triggering event like something huge in your life doesn't need to happen yeah for you to go to therapy um And I get anxiety when I start telling myself these things that I get mad at myself about, you know, that internal abuse. I don't know if you do or ever experience that, but I got a really good tip from my therapist and Megan and I actually met for happy hour on Friday and we talked about it where if you have like a negative thought or something or a worry, you hold it out like you physically act like the thought is something physical and you hold it out in your hand and you say, I'm going to put this away from now or let it drift away or put it in a box. It's okay if it comes back out but just put it there and recognize that it happened and that it is there, but then be like, I don't have to live in the anxiety. You can put it away. I think that's great advice. It's really good advice. Um, so recognize you that you're doing it when you're doing it and try to change your perspective. Perfect. Yeah. Look at, look at you changing the world. I don't know. I just want people to have happy thoughts. Because I experience negative thoughts. I think everyone does. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Awesome. Well, what are we looking forward to? Um, how beautiful Seattle is. Oh my God, you guys, it's so pretty. It's about to be the season that makes it worth it. <laughs> yes. So I'm so excited about that. But thank you guys for listening. Awesome. What are you excited about? Um... Oh, I have something else that we're excited about. What are we excited about? I'm going to start in your first directorial debut. (laughs) Yeah, so I am in a class for introduction to film. And just to refine my skills for you guys. um, And yeah, so uh, I need to do a first student film. And I asked Megan to be my star. I'm the one and only star of your film. We should put it on our YouTube channel. Okay. Yeah. If I'm good, I, I'll let you. Uh, okay. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. No promises yet. Well, maybe we'll take a few pictures of us filming the first movie together. I'm sure I'll let you put it up on YouTube. But if I you're let you... an actress and I'm your director, you're like, I'm like Steven Spielberg and you're like Tom Hanks. If I let you film me right now in the same yoga outfit, and with no makeup on that I'm and glasses, I'm going to let you put your directorial debut on our YouTube channel. Which is why I asked you. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get much worse than this. So, I mean. Okay. Well, we love you guys. Awesome. Bye. Bye.